everybody, my name is Peyton Gurley, and this is Coffee Shop Theology. Today's topic, our first topic, is going to be my testimony. I've been asked quite a bit to give my testimony, but I've always been really uncomfortable doing it, um, and still am, because of what people may think or what people are going to say, or this, that, and the other, but my past was brought out without my uh, permission, so I've experienced a little bit of how people will react and everything, and had some good feedback, um, negative feedback, of course, which is always, no matter what, going to be something you have on social media, <clears throat> but I... Uh, decided to go ahead and do this. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, so that is what we're going to do today. Um, I used to own a dog grooming shop, and I've been grooming for 15 years and have since gave up the grooming shop. Probably about a month ago, we decided that we were going to close. Um, I'm 37 years old, and I have a six-year-old daughter, and I'm married to the most amazing person on the planet, my wife Leah. And we live in southern Illinois and go to First Pentecostal Church in Heron, Illinois. Um, I enjoy theology. We have a very awesome church that is very truth-minded and apologetically minded, which I love apologetics and doctrine. But our church is a gem in an otherwise awful place. We have the most support we could ever have at our church through all of what I am getting ready to tell you about. Um, and without further ado, I'm just going to go right into it. About a year and a half ago, um, we were grooming. Just like normal, my wife helped at the shop. Our little girl would be there so we could homeschool her. And um, we were pretty busy, booked out about a month and a half. So a lot of the appointments coming in were very long wait times to get in. I was the only groomer. I had a bather and a dryer. And my wife handled the front end of the desk. And we kind of all coordinated together. Everybody would jump in when needed or whatever needed to be done, cleaning. We all kind of just did everything. But I was the only one that could actually groom dogs. Um, and like I said, I had been grooming for 15 years. And we had a client come in that had a doodle, golden doodle, groom and a nail trim, which is pretty typical for people to bring in a nail trim and their dog for grooming. So I went over uh, the dog with said woman, and the dog was completely matted, matted to the skin, and we have in our shop a safety net set up with a grooming contract that everybody that walks through those doors has to sign. We won't groom a dog without signing it. A lot of people 
require vaccinations and all those things, but they will have a contract to avoid certain situations like the one that we experience. In the grooming contract, it says that grooming an extremely matted dog is very painful to the dog. That's why we didn't demat an entire dog because it's pulling on the skin and the tighter the mats get, the more it pulls on the skin and you can rip it open really easy if you're trying to demat and brush and scrape and all those things. So we opted for shaving the dog. I told the lady we would have to shave the dog. And our grooming contract is not like an end user agreement that is 37 pages long and nobody reads it. It is very short and to the point and the matted pet policy in it is extensive, but it's bare minimum extensive. So it gives the reasons why we can't demat a dog and why we have to shave the dog. So I do the nail trim. I tell her that the dog is going to have to be shaved because I don't shave a dog unless the owner knows about it. And <clears throat> so she said, do whatever you got to do. Her words were, he's going to look retarded no matter what. I don't really use that word. And that was her choice of words. I did the nail trim and she left and I proceed to groom the dog. Well, my wife came to the back and said she had a bad feeling about this woman. And the woman, I, I wasn't, I didn't think that she was anything that would stand out to be awful, which I've dealt with awful clients, so I understand and can read how they're going to be. But for some reason, my wife didn't feel comfortable with her. And my wife is gifted in um, knowing she can pick up on a spirit really quick, and she has discernment that is out of this world. And so I usually trust her on those things. I just didn't have any sort of feeling. So I groomed this dog. Luckily, thank God, we have cameras all over the place because we were broken into one day. And so after that, I got a security system, and I have had cameras in the back, cameras in the front, cameras outside, because... Even though I didn't keep money at the shop, I didn't want someone to come in and steal my actual dryer, which is hundreds of dollars, or my clippers, or something, which when we were broken into, nothing was stolen. So I did capture a lot of this dog grooming and this woman on camera, luckily for me. So I groom the dog. The dog pelts off into one piece. You could literally take the hair of the dog and put it on you like a coat because it is so matted that when you shave it off, all of it is still matted together. With the matting, and per our contract, um, you get nicks and scrapes. If you go to a vet to have a vet groom a matted dog, you're going to have a lot more nicks and scrapes. We don't intentionally do that, but when you're digging on a matted dog with metal blades, which is our only option, every groomer on the planet uses metal blades, 
they tend to get nicks and scrapes. You can't tell where anything is underneath that coat. So besides the fact that you're digging to get these mats cut, you could stumble upon a mole that you've nicked or, you know, the skin is so covered up with hair that when it is freshly out, it is sensitive. And dogs do go into a shock after they've been shaved, especially if they've been matted. You can Google about dog shock after a grooming. It's not something that's a secret. And a lot of clients can take that as the groomer injuring their dog or or what whatever you want to I mean you could come up with a million different things and I would probably have seen it or heard it so this dog she comes in to pick up the dog which was absolutely horrendous to groom the dog hadn't really supposed I don't even really honestly know but I guess a mobile groomer had come and groomed the dog before the woman groomed the dog I don't know she told my wife that the dog had never been to a grooming shop. I thought it had never been groomed. He did not enjoy the grooming process, not to mention digging on mats is not pleasant. So it, it's, it, but it's what has to be done. And the only alternative is to get your dog sedated and have a vet groom it, which they're not groomers. So hence why they get so nicked up with a, a vet. But, and then some vets have groomers where they can groom the dog sedated. We don't do sedated grooming um, unless a, a pet parent gives some sort of medicine to the dog. We don't give any medicine. And her dog, I really think that the reason he was struggling so much with the groom was the fact that he didn't enjoy being ripped on, and which that is not a groomer's fault. That is an owner's lack of responsibility, lack of care, and really, the majority of the time, it's borderline animal abuse. I didn't mat her dog. It was her first time in, so it, and I got the signed contract. So when the dog left, I showed her the nicks and scrapes, and sometimes it can take a while for a dog to show irritation on the skin. Um, I tell people to put lanolin on it, and sometimes they lick it and they get in, it gets an infection or whatever but none of that had happened with this dog the dog was older it was yeasty and um which is also i mean when you have mats the water and the moisture can't escape and yeast develops it's part of matting some dogs have yeast because they're allergic to food they're allergic to something in the environment, grass, whatever. There's a million reasons for a dog to have yeast. My dogs have had yeast, and certain foods has caused them to have yeast on their hair and their skin, and so I can't use that food. It isn't a neglect issue per se, but because this groom was so awful, it was 100% neglect. So I digress on that. <clears throat> she comes and gets the dog, she pays for her nail trim, pays for the groom, and leaves a tip. She, The dog ran out to her, according to her, tucked behind her legs, which, again, like I said, dogs do get into shock. You know, if clearly that dog hadn't been to a groomer in a very long time. There was 
documented proof that almost a year before she had asked on a public forum for a groomer near her house because her dog was mad at them. And you can tell when a dog's been groomed, there was no way that since bef since that time of that post that this dog had been uh, groomed since then. It hadn't. And she had made a, an appointment in an entire month ahead of when her scheduled appointment time was. And so I had, I made sure that she had signed the contract after Leah said that because you do, um, you do not want someone to know your policies and then come in and act crazy. I thought I had everything covered, but I didn't. I also have to say that during this time, my wife was, we were going through all kinds of doctors and doctors near and far to get her uh, sickness under control. She was diagnosed with MS. She had brain lesions. It was during and prior to this groom, it was pretty hectic in our lives with her illness. Um, my wife went from being a vibrant singer, worshiper, to we might make it halfway through church. She no longer sang. Um, the worship, her worship, I mean, she worshiped with all she had, but what she had was very little. And because the pain was so intense and we had been dealing with this for months and months and months and months and going to doctors and doctors saying this, that, and the other, this isn't true. This is true. But we knew what she had. We knew we seen the brain lesions and everything. Um, she had lost mobility a couple times once in front of the doctors, which was a miracle in itself that they could actually see what she was dealing with and what was happening. And then towards the end, it got up to 10 seizures a day. And it was just, our lives was awful. I became both parents most of the time. My wife tried harder than anybody I've ever seen try to be present and to be a mom. But there was a lot of downtime. There was a lot of bed bed being in bed all day and all night for days in a row, headaches, just everything. Our lives were turned completely upside down. So in the midst of this already horrible storm in our life, we had another storm come. And so oddly enough, her name is Joy, which she doesn't bring anybody any joy. But um, we had already been having a hard enough time with life and then on top of it this happened so she pays for her dog she tipped pretty well which was nice which generally a tip is gratuity which means you're gracious for the services provided she saw her dog <laughs> when she left and I told her about the nicks and scrapes and she acted like it was familiar so um, the next morning we go into work and it's we open at 9, and it's shortly after 9, and our grooming program is where a lot of our clients would text us or message us to 
schedule an appointment, whatever, have a question, whatever they wanted to do. So we get this text on our grooming program from Joy that says to cancel her dog's appointment. And I have all the screenshots. I don't really care what anybody says. I mean, I have the messages. Um, and in everything I say, I have the proof for um, because it this became a legal issue, a um, domestic legal issue. So <clears throat> she texts me and says that she wants me to take her dog off the net, off the schedule because she had booked another appointment. So this wouldn't happen again, the matting that is. And um, this text says to take him off the schedule. So I said, that's no problem. And she begins to say how I left the dog dirty, didn't bathe the dog, I hurt her dog. It it went from me uh, leaving nicks and scrapes and her dog not being clean enough to me literally beating her dog to a pulp. That's how far this story escalated to. And I say all this to get to the point of why I wanted to put my testimony out there and why I am doing it now is after I told her she signed the contract, she berated me. She called me incompetent, um, a bunch of cuss words that I don't really think are pertinent, but they were really horrible things. And I am a human. And when you attack me, I do flare up. I've learned a lot of lessons through this. I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to be perfect. But what happened happened. And um, so I did engage with her until her, after being berated and told how big of a piece of junk I am, I said I was invited to tick or yeah, TikTok and Instagram or, or something to give a public defense of this groom for this dog, which is just absurd and hilarious to me. I'm, I'm, I'll be 37 in, in a month and I have never ever even recorded anything of myself. I don't do Snapchat. I don't send pictures of myself. I don't record myself talking about things. I just am extremely shy when it comes to cameras and microphones, um, which has been a burden of mine when it comes to preaching or teaching. I don't like the way I sound. Um, most people don't. And so I, I'm super insecure when it comes to recording myself. And so this is a massive deal that I'm even doing this recording. But I felt that maybe I could help somebody through my past or testimony because I feel that God allows things to happen in your life and to build you and strengthen you and to help others. You can't know that God is a healer unless you've been sick. Or you can't know that you need delivered from something or that he can deliver you from something unless you've been in a place that you need deliverance. So I, I hope that I can help somebody 
throughout this, and I had posted a very short clip, or a very short little excerpt from my life on a page called changed.org, which is a group of people that have dealt with the same thing, and they have changed their life for God, and my, I, it wasn't long, but I got a lot of feedback from that, and people reached out to me that felt like they were in similar situations and wanted help, and <clears throat> I had mentioned a book in that little excerpt, and it, people have asked me where to find the book. Of course, I had wrote the title of the book wrong, so nobody could find the book, and I, I actually was able to get them to change it um, after all this stuff happened. So, back to the story, she tells me all these things, invites me to social media to defend myself because she has already posted it everywhere. And this woman is 50, at the time, 50, 56 or 57 years old. So I can't wrap my mind around the um, desire of being TikTok famous or social media famous. I, I have no desire to be famous in, in, in anything. Um, I do have a message and I want my message heard, but as far as fame or follows or likes, I mean, I don't even know if anybody will even listen to this. So if they do, that if one person listens to it, that'll be um, news to me and be exciting. I don't care about followers. I don't have Facebook. Um, I have Instagram because it's not as in your face with the things that Facebook is. Um, and I have Twitter because honestly watching what's going on is pretty fun with Elon Musk and all that stuff. But Anyway, I'm not I'm not one to get on social media to record myself or I'm not going to answer to someone about my own business. Um, if you're unhappy, move on. Just go to a new groomer. There was no vet bill, nothing. So had there been a vet bill, depending on what the issues were, sometimes we pay them, sometimes it's owner neglect and we don't pay them, and... All it was was accusations that I hurt somebody and some dog. So after about 10 minutes of going back and forth on the uh, texting, it, it, it ends. I end up blocking her and I got tired of being called incompetent and all these things and she told me she was going to post it everywhere and I told her to make sure that my responses were included in that post and a lot of people like to put only little pieces instead of the whole story and this is pretty much what happened the entire time so um I block her I delete her next appointment and I go on with my day and I'm grooming a dog which I have the uh, the video clip of when she walked in and I heard her, I thought she had called and my wife was on the phone with her yelling. My wife's not really a yeller, so when I heard her, I heard a, someone yelling, I 
was surprised and I looked on the camera to the front to the lobby and I saw this woman screaming at my wife and my wife asking her to leave so she wouldn't leave well luckily for her this woman my daughter was in the back of the shop with my bather and me and my dryer and so I open the door and tell her to get the phone out because she is recording. She said she was on Facebook Live and I watched my sick wife tell her over and over again to get out and she's screaming at her. So I don't know <clears throat> about you, but when my daughter is around and my wife is being screamed at, I reacted and I took her phone and I threw it outside of my building to get her out, which got her out immediately and then I called the police. So this turned into an absolute 100% nightmare. Long, drawn out story, extremely shortened. She took to, to social media to swap sites, to crime sites, to crime pages, local crime pages, and posted this video everywhere of her coming to my shop and confronting me. There's not anything to confront me over. Her dog was matted. I did my job. She was unhappy. Just move on. Like, if there was a vet bill or I had really injured her dog, I, I would have taken total responsibility for that, but had I had shown her where the dog was um, nicked and scraped and all these things, and I honestly didn't even see anything posted about the dog. It was all about her reaction to the dog. She did post a video of her dog shaking, which she was screaming in the video, so I i mean, if I scream, my dogs are going to shake, but whatever. It goes back to that whole shock thing with the dog being too matted and neglected. So in all of it, she decides that she wants to, she, I guess she went detective on Google and found that change.org website and found my post on there. So that was first and foremost the beginning of my testimony being thrown out there and then it became um, that that's what I am. We ended up in a lawyer's office with five lawsuits that we could have pursued against her, one alone for her signing the contract and then the other four for the defamation that she had um, said about us. She made a lot of videos which was in our favor because she had so much defamation that I didn't even have to prove financial loss. There's two types of defamation and hers was so heinous that one, we would have absolutely won, but two, she had said the most awful things. She said the reason we had cameras in our shop was because we made child porn, which is 
absolutely absurd. And she said that about my four-year-old daughter. And she said that I cheat on my wife with men and that I beat my wife. She can tell because she knows what it's like to be married to a narcissist. My wife would knock me to next week if I ever thought about doing anything. We have a phenomenal marriage. We don't fight. We don't yell. Our parents fought. Our parents yelled. We decided before we even got married that our lives were not going to be like that. Our daughter can't even hardly go to PE because she is. she doesn't like the yelling that all the kids are doing. She struggles with loud noises, especially when she's uncomfortable. And so we don't yell. We've established that in our household, in our home, that we have a very peaceful home. And we don't scream and yell. We don't fight. You know, everybody has their arguments or whatever, but we don't fight and scream and yell. So, um, and we don't allow it around our child if anyone in our family knows that our child will not be over there around them if they're screaming and yelling and fighting. We just do not do that and we don't allow it. So um, that aside, <clears throat> my reaction was very hasty and I, once the police got to um, the shop I was taken into custody because I touched her phone, which in Illinois, they have what's called simple battery, which is any unwanted touching. If you go up to someone and you hug them and you're petty enough, they can, you know, you can call the police for someone touching you and that's simple battery because you didn't want to be touched. So I, I didn't go to jail or anything, but I was given a charge, and she was given disorderly conduct. She didn't go in a police car because she had to go to the hospital. The doctor said that she had a uh, jammed finger. She supposedly said she had to go to a surgeon, which has yet to happen, even almost two years later. So, um, in all this, she just comes up with the craziest things to say, said we're on meth, which turns out she's the one that has struggled with the drug. I've never even seen meth aside from a documentary. Um, I, I can't even remember all the things she said. She, my wife was so sick and she judged her based on her appearance that that was because of that the way she looked was because of me when in reality she was sick and so um we go through all this stuff we go to the lawyer because of all the defamation and all the things she said i mean if anybody stood in our defense they were a target and they became the thing to talk about and this woman is so vile, so, so vile. And at, in the beginning, when she was doing all this, she went to church and she went to my family's church, and which is not apostolic, but some of my family went to that church for many, many, many years. 
and she went there. I guess the pastor's wife had helped her through some of her addiction issues that she had when she lived in Arizona, which she told me about. I, I, I mean, the funny thing is, is we reconciled all of this until she found my blog. And then I got an order of protection against me. But we had to move our business out of the town we were in because she sent people to my shop to do to me what she was claiming I had done to her. Luckily, I'd gotten bitten by a dog right after all this happened. So when these people that belong to a motorcycle club show up at my shop because she's a massive liar, I my shop was closed because I had been bit by a dog, which she took two different ways. She said I got bit by the dog because I beat them. And then the other thing was she said we had closed down because of what I had done and I was a liar and I had beat her and her motorcycle friends had scared me off. None of that happened. Um, I did get bit by a dog, but it was because it was a chihuahua and didn't want to nail trim. And um, it bit me really bad. So um, she sent a couple of, uh, well, I only seen one guy come. Uh, she had another, that same guy that came to my shop with a sign. She had that sign in all her videos. And then that same guy made another video about me. And the guy that she, was making the video with him is a convicted pedophile and sexually assaulted his grandmother. So these are the people that she's hanging out with while talking about me being a horrible Christian. Um, I fooled my entire church, which she doesn't know that I'm five generations in that church. My pastor knew me before he was my pastor. So they know me well. They know my entire family. Five generations in Pentecost is a big deal. Pately, my daughter is six. It wasn't like she could say something in my... I mean, my pastor knew exactly what was happening by minute by minute because it was such a big deal. So she... Anyway, she finds this website and she latches on to my past and... I don't really enjoy talking about my past because it's under the blood, but I do have a past and I lived a life that, um, an alternative lifestyle and I, I wanted God to change me because I wanted the things of God and I could not reconcile the things of God with that lifestyle, even though I tried for 10 years, I tried. Um, but it always came back down to, I'm not pleasing God. And a lot of times we think that our feelings are more important than the truth in, in any situation, not even a spiritual sense, but in politics, my feelings matter and yours don't. And you need to be okay with transgenderism or whatever, You can be born into a lot of things that are contrary to what God wants in your life. And our feelings, we can't, re we can't rely on them. Um, 
the only thing that we can rely on in this life is God's word. And God's plan for us is not destruction, and that lifestyle leads to destruction. A lot of people think that you can't change. Well, that's fine, but I love my life. I'm happy for the first time ever, even though people want to stomp all over that happiness <clears throat> because their dog is not groomed the way they wanted or whatever. I have a really hard time with the fact that I wasn't able to be the one to tell the world my story, that it was taken from me. I have a hard time with that, but it is what happened, and now, thankfully, I can move on and just deal with it and, and help anybody I can. Um, this world is so dirty. This world is so filthy and awful. It's hard to even exist without everything flying into your face. So if you are struggling with an alternative lifestyle, albeit something you feel is part of you, it really isn't part of you. And, and God wants to help and change people. And he uses us to do that, even though it can be extremely uncomfortable. Um, but I would really hate for God to have done something so awesome in my life and not be able to share it. But I also don't want the identity of, oh, he, was, oh, he used to be that guy. He used to be gay. I just don't want that identity. And I've always feared that people would use that against me, which, just to be honest, in every single situation to where someone feels threatened or has an opinion or is ugly, that's always the first thing to come up. My own family has brought that up because they've felt threatened or been called out on something that they're doing that's wrong and that is the very first thing to come up because it is the most hurtful. I am not proud of my past but I am proud of what God has given me and what he's done for me and how he's changed my life completely. And it takes sometimes an idiot to remind you of that and that idiot was this woman and now you know, I'm, I was the devil, I was Satan, she referred to me as the demon, and even when we went to court, she told the judge I was a demon, and now you'll find the accuser engulfed in witchcraft, and I guess because she sits a Bible beside her, it's okay to um, talk to dead people and do spells and stuff on people, but I'm just going to let you know that God hates witchcraft, and that's an idol, and he wants you to worship him alone, and, but like her own idol, I had an idol, which was my flesh, and I, I wanted to live 
contrary to the word of God, and I got tired of the struggle. And a lot of people give up. They say, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of fighting it. But the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you faint not. So where people get this idea that life is supposed to be this, well, I actually know where they get the idea, but it's not reality. The Bible talks about a thorn in the flesh, and Paul had that thorn in his flesh and asked God to take it away. And sometimes through life, because things that happen to us when we're young or influences or whatever the case may be, and sometimes it's just the devil, um, we, we just have to realize who we are in God and know that he can change us. Um, so anyway, I, I, uh, think that I'll probably do a couple more audio recordings of more in depth about my actual testimony, but I really just wanted to get a start on it because it's not something you can talk about in an hour. And I really don't want to record for three or four hours, but there's so many factors and things and God working things out in my life that I want to talk about. But for now, um, I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, this episode, and I hope that it can help somebody. And I'm here. Reach out. You can talk to me. Um, I know people you can talk to to help with things. Um, if you need prayer, I can pray. I can give you resources. Um, but don't be afraid to reach out to me. And um, I hope this really blesses somebody. Thank you.